All right, and welcome to another episode of Sports Bears from an Agent's Perspective. All right, uh, you're with your host, Zila, aka Chester and Bekela. And uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're talking football today. I want to talk uh, J-League. I know it's been a couple of days since I dropped an episode. Um, yeah, no, the, you know, the, the previous episode that I dropped, episode number 72, I guess, you know, it was just me, how can I say, I don't want to say, um, you know, um, venting and stuff like that. It was just me getting out my thoughts, man, you know. Um, I know it wasn't the most progressive episode because, again, when I come on this, epi- when I come on this podcast and chat on this podcast, um, I don't, you know, I don't like to bring the politics of things. I don't like to bring negativity to it because, you know, from guests that I have to basically everything I talk about, I, you know, I try to keep it all positive. So if I'm having a guest over, we're celebrating their career, we go down memory lane, we talk about the good times, the, you know, the trials and tribulations, and how they were able to overcome those trials and tribulations for them to be able to either have a professional sports career or end up maybe working within the business of professional sports. You know? So yeah, it's mostly just to keep it just all positive, you know? But anyway, um, like I say, yeah, today we're going to talk um, J-League, basically the recap of um, the games in the past seven days. Um, and I'm basically going to talk about the three games, three notable games that I've identified that were extremely significant. Um, prepare yourself because there will be a few upsets and a few ahs and oohs. Um, but anyway, yeah, before I get more into that, as I always say, we've got to pay the bills, man. So we're going to head straight into our commercial break. All right. I'll see you guys after the break. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help. I know, you know, from my personal experience, man, when I was an athlete, when I was a player, you know, there'd be times I would go through, you know, feelings of like stress and anxiety, you know, stress to perform, you know, stress to play well, to make sure you play for that next contract. And, you know, I really wish that I had had, you know, certain like avenues to really vent and get out these frustrations and just have an objective party to talk to, right? BetterHelp, man, it's a platform that offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you through, you know, your tough time or whatever you're going through. Now you're able to talk to your therapist in private, um, in an online environment at your convenience. So it's literally therapy um, wherever you may be, you know. Um, there's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapists network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then uh, you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Imagine that, under 48 hours. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions, and then uh, plus you can exchange unlimited messages with your therapist Um, And everything you share is 100% and completely confidential. What I've found helpful, man, with using a platform um, 
like BetterHelp, again, you know, is just their response time. That if you're going through something, um, you're able to talk with your therapist and share it right there and then. You know, my therapist, uh, Mark, is so efficient, um, and I'm really um, happy that I'm working with him. All right, and then you can actually also request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime if the current, like the current um, therapist that you matched with, doesn't work out for you. All right, so you don't need to stress and feel like you're trapped with one therapist. You can actually request to change. So join the two million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Special offer to sports bears from an agent's perspective, podcast listeners. So you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash kzmbekela. Right? That's betterhelp.com slash kzmbekela. E-K-E-L-A, Bekela. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, and welcome back after the break. Um, As promised, today is a football episode. All right, and uh, thank you so much. You know, before I start... Um, I think I'm going to make it a habit to thank everyone who supports and listens to the podcast at the beginning of the podcast rather than at the end, you know. Um, so shout out to everyone who follows the podcast. Thank you very much. Um, again, you can keep, you know, subscribing and listening to the podcast on obviously the big digital platforms that we use. So, you know, keep subscribing to your Spotify's, your Apple podcasts, Google podcasts. Um, Anchor FM, and also on our agency website, you know, so I mean, I know some people don't have access to maybe the apps, so if you don't have access to the app, you can listen to every single podcast episode on our agency website, and that is www.m-a-g-sportsagency.net, all right, and then if you go on the menu bar, you will find um sports podcast uh, tab and you can just tap on that subscribe to that and then you can consume and listen to as many episodes as many a times as you want all right so yeah so shout out to everyone man who's just been following and thank you for all the positive feedback that you know you guys keep giving me whether it's by message or inbox on instagram or facebook and stuff like that i really appreciate it and again thank you to everyone who comes to the podcast to, you know, have a chat with me. I don't like to use the word interview, all right? I don't have interviews. Interviews are very formal. Interviews are things done by media companies. We are not a media company. We're a sports agency with a media outlet of obviously having our sports podcast and our sports blog, all right, in where we just... Um, create sporting content for people to consume. Otherwise, we're not chatty patties. We're not here to report on the latest news <laughs> or whatever. So that's why people who come on, um, come on the podcast and to have a chat with me, I make sure to make them feel as comfortable as possible um, so that they can really 
you know, we, we, so as much as we have discussions relating to sport, but I try dig deeper into the person's psyche um, to just to chat to them, you know, on a human level, you know, because so many times, so many of these media outlets, man, they treat athletes like they're these. Yes, they are commodities and stuff like that, but it almost becomes as if they're not human. They get treated like they're not human, like you're just these guys who meant to either, you know, dribble a ball, kick a ball, juggle a ball, whatever trick that you can do. And no one ever digs into the player's psyche and just tries to find out, like, you know, why do you do what you do? What led you to be where you are right now? And I believe that's why podcasts have become so um, influential, so to speak, because it just people are just more comfortable. You know, they feel more at home rather than, Worrying about every single word that they're going to say um, And the word being taken out of context, you know, so to speak um, And again, this is not a shot at media outlets It's just saying, it's just me saying that um, Why athletes tend to feel more comfortable having a chat on the podcast Rather than going on a traditional media outlet But shout out to everyone who's doing their media gigs, man um, You know, hey I'm all, I'm all about being on the hustle as well. So, you know, get yours, you know, and congrats on your hustle. Um, but yeah, it, it, I guess it's just me just basically saying that, you know, by having these outlets, um, I'm definitely not a media company and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a media company. I'm trying to stay in my own lane, you know, just staying in my own lane. Anyway, not to, you know, digress too far away from what we came to talk about so yeah thanks to everyone for subscribing so let's so let's let's dig into our recap of the j league all right so we're basically going to talk about notable games within the j1 we're going to basically talk about three games that i found notable and um game one man shimizu espals versus kawasaki frontal both j1 teams um, I won't lie, you know, watching this game as objective, you know, once you become an agent, you kind of have to stop being a supporter. Um, but I won't lie. I was a little bit, a little bit biased, um, towards Shimizu Espals, um, as they were playing against Kawasaki Frontal. Um, like I've just enjoyed how confident Shimizu Espals have become. And like I always say in previous episodes, the reason why I'm a little biased towards uh, Shimizu Espals is because I've really been able to build um, a very solid um, relationship with the front office. Um, very good guys. Every time I'm on the oh, I'm on the call randomly with them. Sometimes you know we always have good conversations, and not only related to football. You know, it's conversations that sometimes are outside of football, um, where sometimes you know the commissioner might. Commissioner, the GM might ask, you know, what are your interests outside of the game and stuff like that. So they always try and find like common ground with the agents that they basically um, um, that they deal with. So which is very good, which is very good. And I've been over there. They've got a very family orientated, you know, front office and they welcome you with open arms, you know. But anyway, yeah, so they played against Kawasaki Frontal and um yeah, Shimizu Espals, they've been looking very confident. They've been performing week in, week out. So I wasn't surprised that for this game, as much as obviously Kawasaki Frontal 
is placed, you know, number, they're in the top three in the league. But I didn't see Shimizu as, as um, the underdogs. This was one of those games where I was like, you know what, it could go either way, you know. And Shimizu, um, yeah, they, they showed a lot of fight, you know, from kickoff, you know. And, um, but, you know, with all of that, I think, you know, a team like Kawasaki, they know how to get into the psyche of a smaller team, so to speak. Because, I mean, Shimizu at the moment, they are trying to fight to get out of the relegation zone. So, I think Kawasaki was able to leverage that, you know, because by doing that, they scored first. As fragile as they were looking, because they've been really looking fragile without their star striker, um, Demiao. But, you know, they were able to pull something out of the pocket and um yeah they were able to score first you know but i think because shimizu has also been very used to upsetting teams and playing winning football it didn't take long for them to equalize and the score was 1-1 you know and um again you know it, it became like a, an arm wrestle where both teams would be up for a certain am- amount of minutes, and then the other team, there'd be like a momentum shift, and then this other team is now looking dangerous on attack. So it was just like a, a seesaw, you know, it was like a ping pong match uh, or a tennis match where it was just, yeah, this team having the upper hand, and then this team having the upper hand. And then, you know, Kawasaki was then able to. No, sorry, I lie. Shimizu Espals. Um, so I'm, I'm reading my report um, incorrectly. Shimizu Espals was then able to score a second goal. You know, and this definitely had, you know, Kawasaki shook because for a long time, um, you know, it was one all. And at some point it seemed like, you know, Kawasaki were going to claw their way back and they were going to definitely make it, you know, 2-1. And then Shimizu just snuck up and scored the second goal, you know. Um, to make the game 2 all, I'm sorry, to make the game 2-1. And then from there on, Kawasaki sort of upped the ante. Like they started playing their traditional winning football. You know, and then again, I think the stage, I don't want to say the stage became a little bit too big for Shimizu, but I did, but I do think they started developing a bit of an imposter syndrome. Like, fuck guys, is it really possible that, you know, we might upset you know, um, last season's champions. And, you know, with big teams or with teams that are used to playing winning football, the moment you flinch, the moment an element of doubt creeps into your head, they're able to recognize it. And you know what they do? They capitalize on it. Because when Shimizu started dipping a little bit, that's when Kawasaki came roaring back um, and they scored an excellent header. To make it to all. You know. And like I say. Once you give these type of teams. A sniff. At getting back in the game. What happened next. On the 77th minute. Kawasaki Frontal got lucky again. And they were able to get goal number 3. You know. They were able to make it 3-2. And I felt so bad for Shimizu. Because I really felt like. You know. They played well. All game. And had they won this game, you know, it would have really been a, a well-deserved victory for them. You know, they flipped, fuck, they fought from kickoff. 
And every single goal that they scored, they literally worked for. There was never an easy goal or a soft goal where you could say Kawasaki maybe made um, a vital mistake, you know, close to the goal. And then Shimizu was able to capitalize off that. No, all of the Shimizu goals, both goals had literally come from a build-up, you know, set pieces and just building up set phases and plays up until obviously they were within range and then they just um, converted into points. And then just before the game ended, uh, Shimizu was actually in a position to tie the game 3-0 when substitute um, and new recruit Pikachu came on and he was unlucky to have his goal denied. You know, he was cited for being offside. But um, yeah, it would have been, man, it would have been an epic ending to what was, you know, um, a very good game between these two sides. Both of them came out to play. I think Shimizu, you know, they're hungry dogs. They're, they're looking to fight to get out of the relegation zone. And obviously for Kawasaki, they're looking for these teams that are like on the lower end of the log. They're trying to gather up as many uh, points as they can so that they can be within fighting range to dethrone um, Yokohama F. Marinos. So both teams were on the hunt. Both teams were desperate. And you could see just by the intensity of the game and the way these guys played. All right. So the final score of this game, um, unfortunately, was three. Unfortunately for Shimizu, was three points to two. And well done to Kawasaki Frontal. Um, because despite looking very fragile up front, especially their attacking players, look, Marcinho is carrying the attacking, um, the attacking force on his back. Like he is, man, he has been phenomenal on that left winger. But unfortunately, not having Damia um, as a centre forward to finish off all the work that he puts in, because Marcinho is very fast and he's always speeding down that left wing. To always cross it in. And he just needs that dangerous um, striker to finish it off. But um, yeah. So as fragile as they were looking on the attack. Um, they were still able to. Um, you know. Scrape up and. Yeah. And beat Shimizu. Who have also been looking very confident. In the past couple of weeks. So hard luck to them. And uh, yeah. Best of luck going forward. I hope they can bounce back. Um, they they are definitely not a team that I want to see get relegated. Um, so I'm definitely hoping that they, they can fight their way to survive relegation. All right. But a wonderful spectacle on the day. I really enjoyed watching this game. Um, and like I'm saying, I tried to be as objective as possible while analyzing to make sure that um, I talk about it on the podcast. But uh, yeah. I was a little bit biased towards Shimizu. <laughs> no lies. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, game number two was Gamba Osaka versus Yokohama F. Marinos. Um, and this game was played down in Osaka. You know, I think over the couple of weeks that I've criticized Gamba for literally being pretty much the number two team of Osaka now. Because Cerezo, after they got embarrassed by Cerezo, they've sort of been in their shadow. So I think after I said that, I think Gamba Osaka um, have basically been just on the rise again. Like they've just, um, ever since 
they've they've done their recruitments like their off not off season sorry their summer signings during the transfer window period they they definitely look like a different team you know their attacking players are looking more lethal i think they beefed up well in the midfield you know um and their defense is also looking solid as well you know i say this because another thing i do you know within my agency especially like during the week is during the off period of the, the transfer period, like before the transfer periods, what I do is I go to every single team and I assess their games to try find out, you know, where they're lacking, where their weaknesses are. And, you know, this week was all about um, assessing Gamba Osaka. And I can tell you now, man, it was really hard to find any holes, you know, in their current, you know, starting 11, you know, especially after... The, the transfer window before the transfer window you could definitely see where they were lacking but ever since um their new recruits joined and they've been assimilated into the team they're looking pretty solid you know they're looking very solid but obviously going into this game i would definitely say that gamba osaka were the underdogs you know and obviously if marinos were coming off a victory um from last week so yeah, and I mean, they're number one on the log, so it would have been definitely um, stupid of me to assume that they would not be the favorites for this game. But moving along, Gamba Osaka surprised everybody. I think they surprised the whole league when they scored first. You know, they scored first, and I think, and because it was a home game for them, this really lifted their spirits, you know. It really shifted the momentum because before they scored first, you know, obviously because F. Marinos came there with, you know, the whole King attitude, um, they had a few earlier on opportunities, but they didn't convert them into points. You know, they missed early opportunities, which should have actually been um, converted into goals, but um, they had a very lax attitude because I think they were, they were really underestimating Kamba Osaka. And um, yeah, to their detriment, man, because after that first goal, Gamba Osaka just, they became hungry for more, you know, they had their first sniff at the blood and they just wanted more. So they brought the heat, they brought the intensity and they just kept attacking every single time, at least every two, three minutes, they were right down, um, in F. Marinos's 18 area, you know, trying to get a goal. Kudos to Yokohama F. Marinos' defense. I think Yokohama F. Marinos have got probably one of the best uh, defense systems in the league because I think if they were crap on defense, <laughs> I don't want to tell you what I think the score would have been. Um, but yeah, with all that intensity and Gamba Osaka literally being on the hunt for goal number two, Surprise, surprise, or no surprise at all, they were able to get it. You know, well-struck goal, man. Their striker, Brazilian guy, he's really looking in good form. He's been there since uh, before the transfer period, but I think since they've added and they've beefed up the midfielders, they're really making him look like a superstar now. You know, because, um, yeah, and, and you could see what that second goal really meant to him. Because after he scored it, man, like he ran towards the fans. And, um, and you could just tell by his facial expression as well that it was like a, a moment of relief. You know, it was a moment of relief for him um, 
to score such a vital goal against the you know the log leaders to basically solidify that okay listen we're going to be you know we're going to beat this team because when you're still 1-0 up you're kind of still <laughs> you're kind of still on the edge that fuck what if these guys equalize what if these guys equalize but once you score the second goal and with the time they had remaining it kind of gives you that sense of okay we've gotten the job done and um yeah you could tell how much that second goal meant to him and his teammates you know um but yeah obviously f marinos being used to playing winning football they weren't gonna lie down you know they weren't gonna um go gentle into that good night because they, they kept fighting man and um they were actually very unlucky to be denied a consolation goal um close to the end of the game because unfortunately they were they were cited as offside you know um they tried to fight back but they just couldn't find the back of the net man because after obviously um Gamba Osaka scored the two goals i think they also fell to the trap of being a bit lax and relaxing you know and how you can tell a championship side you know is by their ability to literally fight till the end and that's what F Marinos did they fought until the end and as unlucky as they were not to be able to score you could tell that okay you know these are guys that are used to winning you know um but yeah in the end when the final whistle went Gamba Osaka um were victorious with two goals to zero you know an upset victory definitely for them um so yeah Yokohama F Marinos are definitely definitely I'm sure were on the flight back to Yokohama licking their wounds and um yeah just basically telling themselves that okay we're going to keep it moving um and yeah just basically I I feel sorry for the next team that's going to face Yokohama F Marinos because having a loss like this sometimes can be good for um for you know for champs or log leaders because it brings them down to earth and it humbles them you know it humbles them to know that okay fuck the job is not yet complete we still got a couple of more weeks to go you know because i mean literally they've got about two more months of the league and then it's all done so every single victory now counts you know they know the the sense of urgency that they need to apply in every single game they play from here on out But yeah, shout out to both teams though for giving us an amazing spectacle. That was also a good game to watch. And then the last game was um Consadol versus Avispa Fukuoka. So the team from Hokkaido versus the team from Fukuoka. And I mean as much as I hardly ever talk about these two, well Consadol I've talked about a few times, but Avispa I hardly talk about them. And because they like those Yeah, they're like that that team in the shadows, man. Um but yeah, going into this game, Consadol you know, they they took their early opportunity to score first. Because like I'm saying, Avispa they seemed a little timid in the beginning. They seemed a little timid and unfortunately because of a of a miscommunication in the defense. Consadol were able to capitalize on that and they scored first. You know, they scored it was a very soft goal. I'm not even going to say they scored a brilliant goal. No. It was literally a situation whereby the Avispa defender 
was supposed to header the ball so that the keeper could secure it. But unfortunately, after headering it, the keeper wasn't able to hold on to the ball and then the Considor striker just crept up and, you know, behaving like a scavenger, man. He just, he just scavenged that goal and just, yeah, just tapped it into the net. You know, you, right place at the right time. You know, the ball rebounded, he was there and he just scored. All right, and then um, just when you thought, though, that Avispa were down and out, <laughs> man, they equalized. <laughs> Brilliant equalizer at that. Brilliant equalizer. Um, and then, yeah, and then they, they actually scored both of their goals with a header. Both of their goals were scored by aggressive, intense headers, like from a corner. One was from a corner kick and the other one was from a cross. You know. So, yeah, so they ended um, up winning that game two points to one. And again, going into this game, I would have given Considol um, the advantage to win this game. But, um, yeah, Avespa totally surprised me. And again, the reason why, man, they surprised me was because Avispa was actually one of the teams that didn't even recruit overseas during the, the transfer window. Like, all of their signings were local. All of their signings were local. You know? So, with that being said, I was like, hmm. And I mean, and they haven't been doing too well. You know, they're like in the bottom of the league, like around 14, 15 you know, they, you, they're occupying that position. So I didn't think much of them. But um, after the display of football that they played, man, I think they're also a team that after the transfer window, they've, they, they're definitely fighting not to get relegated as well. So I think they're definitely going to put up a good fight. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how things play out. Um, because every single team from here on out is just trying to look for that victory that's going to secure the points to help them stay um, in the J-League because there's some J2 teams that are, that are hungry to come back to the J1. So, um, yeah, amazing times, awesome times. Definitely brilliant for the business of football because, um, yeah, it's, um, it's these games, these games at this tail end of the season... They're just providing an amazing product because you can see the urgency and the intensity from all the players and all the teams. You know, and it's 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 amazing to see. It's amazing to see. All right, yeah. So that, that's pretty much um, all the recap that we have. It's uh, talking about those three games and their significance. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed you know consuming that content. Um, and again. Thank you to everyone who supports the podcast. You can keep supporting the podcast by either donating on um, our agency website, um, and you can also cop your your, um, your sports podcast merch, which is available on the link that I will leave on the description of the podcast. You know, I'm really grateful, guys. Like, I really, really thank everyone who supports my podcast. I mean, this is literally episode number seventy-three. You know. 73rd episode we're on our way you know on the road to 100 100 um 100 episodes and i'm excited for that i'm still thinking about what to do on my 100th episode um but yeah i never take it for granted 
So thank you, you know, to everyone who supports my podcast. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much all the content we have for today. It's a chilly, chilly, chilly evening in Japan. You can, yeah, you can definitely tell that um, winter is coming as per Game of Thrones. Um, but yeah, we always enjoy bringing you guys the content, man. So this is Sports Biz from an agent's perspective with your host, Zila. Oh yeah, and before I go, I always have to do this <laughs> to thank the sponsors um, of the podcast as well. Fila UK, um, sports brand. I mean, that needs no introduction. Shout out to My Protein Japan, My Protein um, Corporation as well in general. Um, shout out to 365 Gaming UK, all these guys who are affiliate partners with us for an amazing online shopping experience. I always share their links on the description of the podcast so that if you want to purchase any of the uh, products, you can do so. And by using my link, you can qualify for certain discounts. All right. So that being said, this is me signing out saying cheers. And remember our sporting slogan, man, for this podcast. We don't only talk sports. We lived it. We effing lived it. We fucking lived it. All right, in this segment of our podcast, we actually want to talk about and promote our client and partner, Getafe Madrid International Football Academy. Right, this is an academy, football academy, soccer academy, that is based in Madrid, Spain. Getafe recruits players between the ages of 15 and 17 years old. Players are able to learn from quality coaches from around the world, UEFA, accredited and licensed coaches. Players are also afforded the opportunity to receive a quality education with the academy's partner school, Akinas American School. Right, so if players enroll with the academy and study up until they finish their diploma, they are able to obtain a diploma which is USA accredited. And when they obtain this, they are able to enroll and study at any university in the world. All right. So this is an amazing, amazing soccer opportunity for any young player who has ambitions of developing in a foreign market. Passports are open to every single individual in the world. All right. A disclaimer about this uh, promotion is that I, as a football agent that is registered in Japan, I do not represent players under the age of 18. My relationship and partnership is with the academy. All right. So with that being said, I will only liaise with parents or legal guardians of young players. So for anyone listening to this and wanting to find out more information you can find out by going to our website which is www.magsportsagency.net that is www.m 
hyphen a hyphen g hyphen sports agency dot net all right over there all the information is displayed in terms of tuition and the application process obviously before players are accepted into the academy um, there are certain requirements that players need to meet in order to be accepted into the academy so only being talented as being a player that is simply not enough this is an academy that places an emphasis you know um, in education as well this is an academy that understands the importance of education as well so what they strive to do is equip young football players with the skills they need to excel at a high level as professional soccer players but also to have the education that is needed for life after a professional soccer career all right so this is an amazing opportunity and um, I would recommend it I definitely recommend it Madrid is an amazing city Spain the Spanish winters are the best winters because they don't get as cold as the rest of Europe and this is an amazing opportunity for a young child to develop and mature as an athlete and an individual all right they will gain the exposure and they will be able to basically be based in one of the cities that is considered as one of the capital soccer cities of the world you know in the city they've got one of the biggest football soccer brands in the world in real madrid so if that doesn't inspire a young player i don't know what will all right so make sure you check out the website for more information and i look forward to hearing from parents and legal guardians who would like to take their child's um, football career and educational um, career to the next level all right take care i'm looking forward to hearing from you Right, so did you know that Sports Biz from an agent's perspective, the podcast, was actually parlayed from an ebook series that is available on Amazon.com? I get I bet you I bet you guys didn't know this. But uh yeah, that is the case. Um so when I started my journey as a sports agent. I told myself that you know what I want to document this journey as it's actually happening. All right? And then that gave me the idea that you know what to start an ebook series and to just basically talk about my experiences um in sort of like an ebook series. All right? So the ebook series that um we completed last year was season 1. Four episodes of season 1. where basically guys I talk about my journey in transitioning from being um an athlete from being a player to actually getting into the business side of professional sports All right I've always known that I wanted to be in the um, the business of professional sports once I stopped playing but I didn't know how All right I bet there's a lot of you know a lot of guys who are athletes 
or a lot of guys who are passionate about sports who actually want to become agents but they don't know how to become agents okay this is where i recommend i recommend that you get um my sports biz from an agent's perspective ebook series all right that series literally details everything man it details um the process and it also details on how to get started um you know when you just want to open up your own shop your own agency how to prospect for clients all right and also um i also tell stories about the transfer window and i also tell stories about just my life in tokyo since i've been here all right trust me there's some epic stories that you would not want to miss that are over there but um all that aside the most important information that is on there is literally about how to get started as a sports agent and just how to navigate this journey because i don't have a mentor no one's mentoring me in this sports agency journey it's literally um through trial and error and it's literally just you know taking it day by day and going by instincts okay so make sure you get the ebook series man sports biz from an agent's perspective ebook series all right um and i wish you guys well on your journey man i wish you well on your agent's journey for any agent that's looking to come into the game or for any sports enthusiast that's looking to come into the game i wish you nothing but luck but make sure you get the ebook series <laughs> just kidding man but yeah i just thought i would um tell you guys about it because a lot of guys told me that they didn't know that my podcast was parlayed from an um an ebook series all right there was even a press release there was even like it was also in the media as well um because my podcast has just been catching on so much popularity here in asia and in the african continent and then the one person just contacted me and was like listen i saw sports biz from an agent's perspective on amazon was this a book i was like yep it was first a book before i made it into a podcast so anyway i thought i'd share that little story and uh yeah man i hope you guys go out and get it i definitely recommend it and you won't be disappointed many more seasons are coming as well all right cheers